Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. I have a talk prepared and I'm, I'm transitioning to giving talks without notes. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I'm trying to not read to people anymore. So um, this talk I've prepared is called, I think I'm going to call it um, Life Advice from the Buddha. Life Advice from the Buddha. I generally, and I'm still going to do that today, I stay away from kind of mysterious and weird terminology. I don't use the word weird anymore. I stay away from terminology that, um, I, plain language. I like to use plain language. So I don't talk about the Buddha very much, but today I'm going to because there's this life advice from the Buddha that I want to go over and see if we can um, kind of take it from where it's kind of unrelatable and make it relatable. That's something I like to, I like to do is take things that are unrelatable and make them relatable. So this is a quote from the Buddha that is just a very, sounds like a very simple and short quote, and it is, refrain from evil, do good, and subdue the mind thoroughly. Refrain from evil, do good, and subdue the mind thoroughly. And I really, because of that first one, that evil one that made me think about it, because well, one, of course, this is all advice I think we learned when we were five, right? But at the same time, we don't, we don't necessarily do it. But that, that word evil, it bothers me because evil, when I think of that word, I'm thinking either on the one hand, I'm thinking of something kind of silly, like Austin Powers' Dr. Evil, or like a cartoon character who like ties you to the railroad tracks so a train hits you or something ridiculous like that, or... I'm thinking of war crimes or demons or something, right? So I don't, that's unrelatable because I'm not evil, I'm not doing those things, right? So I would like to submit that I would rather, instead of using that word evil, I would rather it be don't be a jerk, which I'm, I've stolen that. That's not my, my uh, description. There's a Buddhist writer named Brad Warner who came up with that, but I really like it because it says things a little more clearly. So when my kid runs in the front door and shuts it right behind him, so the other kids are like, why'd you shut the door in my face? That's not evil, right? That's being a jerk. Or if you cut in line in front of someone, that's not evil, that's being a jerk. So I like that don't be a jerk a lot better than refrain from evil. And again, that's something that we know, we know that already. We know we shouldn't be mean to other people, but Sometimes, sometimes we just really want to, so we do it anyway. And so when my kids fight, what I tell them is don't be a jerk. Of course I don't say refrain from evil. That sounds, <laughs> sounds really weird, refrain from evil. But that's how that is always translated, that advice from the Buddha. It's always translated as refrain from evil or, or don't perform non-virtuous actions, which I think is even worse because that's... <laughs> really unrelatable so that is refrain from evil say don't be a jerk and the second one is called just do good which is a little better but I like to think of just 
be nice to people. And so I like music a lot, and this is about a song. But there's this song, Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding, and I really like it. And in the song, I imagine it as people asking him for relationship advice. And they're like, hey, my, my wife's really tired all the time. What should I do? And then he's just like, why don't you be nice to her? <laughs> maybe, maybe try that. Maybe that's the answer to all your problems. And that's, that's the sort of thing like we know we could do that. But sometimes we just, we just don't want to, so we don't. But it's just like, well, what? Have you tried being nice, right? It's sort of like, and this is only vaguely related, but it's sort of like I saw this meme and it says, I feel terrible all the time. My, my body says, I feel terrible all the time. Or no, my mind says, wow, I'm stumbling over this. My mind says, I feel terrible all the time. And my body says, coffee's not food. Eat a vegetable. You need more than three hours of sleep. <laughs> I really like that because, again, that's something that we know, but we also, we make decisions, and sometimes those decisions aren't aligned with what we know we should do. And one more reference, I promise, and this one's going to be really far afield, but there's a superhero, and he's called One Punch Man, and, and his superpower is he can fight any enemy and defeat them in one punch. Which, and it's from Japan, so it's weird. But <laughs> he can defeat enemy with one, any enemy with one punch. A lot of people are jealous of him. And they're like, how did you get this power? And he just says, well, I, do, I get up every morning, I do 100 sit-ups, I do 100 push-ups, I run 10 miles, and I have a diet that's entirely protein and vegetables. And then people are just like, well, I guess we'll never know. But it's, it's, we know how to get powerful. We know how to take care of ourselves. And it's the same with our relationships, right? It's, it's maybe I should be nice, right? Maybe I should create harmony in the workplace and in my relationships. So that's what I think of with do good. I think of how can we create harmony? How can we just be nice and be helpful? And so the last one is subdue the mind thoroughly. And... I don't really like the word thoroughly, but that's what we're doing. We're training in attention, we're training in awareness so that we can learn how to focus when we want to focus on things and we can learn how to be present in our lives because we sort of sleepwalk through life a lot of the time. Um, that's, I think that's why people say, like, my kid was just born and now they're starting high school because we're sleepwalking through life and we're missing things. We're missing so much. And it's also why if you've ever had the experience where you get in your car to go somewhere and then you're there and you realize you didn't pay any attention on the drive, you just were on autopilot. Well, that's kind of scary, right? And that's what we are in our lives. A lot of the time we just, we just miss things. So that's why we're doing these meditations to train in concentrating and focusing and also just being aware and being present, especially when we want to. The worst thing to me is when you're talking to someone you really care about and then you realize you're not listening because you're, you're not here, you're somewhere else and you even really want to be here and you're still not. And I think that happens a lot. So that's it. That was life advice from the Buddha. Refrain from evil, do good, subdue the mind thoroughly.
I like the word train the best, I think, because, um, and I like the word train a lot better than subdue, because subdue makes it sound like the mind is my enemy, right? <laughs> and it's not my enemy, it's just that, it's just that my, we could say it's my enemy, right? Especially if we're trying to sleep and we're thinking of bullshit and it's just keeping us awake because we're thinking, oh, what about that thing that happened two years ago, right? Or whatever. <laughs> And that really seems like our mind's our enemy, but yeah, I do think it's training because it's it's part of us. It's never not part of us. It's not some separate entity, right? So in the same way that we might lift weights to train our muscles, we are practicing placing our attention on things, and we're practicing being fully present to to train our minds. Does it mean control? I don't like the word subdue. I'm just trying to understand. It. Do you like train? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it supposed to mean like control or what's it? What's the term in the first place? Um, control feels like too much pressure. Control, yeah, control sounds right. So it's strength, maybe strengthen. I would think subdue sounds more like confidence. Yeah, maybe strengthen, or maybe we could think in positive terms, like I'm going to strengthen my focus. I'm going to strengthen my awareness. Strengthen my awareness. No. Subdue. I don't like the word subdue either. I should have talked about that. I should have thought of synonyms for that, and I didn't. I was really focused on evil when I was preparing this. <laughs> but that's true. Subdue the mind thoroughly. And then thoroughly, like we need to say, that's kind of like the Bible forever and ever, right? Do I need to, do I really need to add to this? But um, I think training the mind is better. I think training the mind. Because subduing makes it sound like the mind is this horrible thing that I'm trying to get a handle on. And it's not, it's just... Well, it kind of is. I, like, it kind of can fuck up your life. <laughs> like, if you just let it do whatever it wants, and, like, like I... It can! <laughs> What's well, true? It's true, right? So if I just let, if I just don't try to focus on anything in my life... If you just go at what's gonna happen? Gym, and you're not responsible, right. and it's just like, it could really... It's like an animal inside of yourself that you have to just like sort of ignore. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. I think kind of the best way I've ever heard it said was at the end of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off where he's laying in his bed and in case he goes, life goes pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. It's true. I like that. Ferris Bueller's the boost. So. Yes. Back to things where where the the good one. Mm -hmm. Now I notice that you take that to be relationships with other people. Do you think he meant it more than just people? Like be good, like don't litter. So ah, uh, well, certainly in his time period. Well. Yeah. So in his time period, I think they didn't worry. I was going to say littering wasn't a problem, but no, it probably was. But I don't think they thought about it that way. Right. But I think... Um, but I mean, you know, don't try to sleep in somebody else's house. <laughs> I think don't steal somebody's, don't steal somebody's yeah, cat. I think, I think now we have, to work, we have to think about things like I recycle it. 
you know, and of course in, in his time they didn't recycle. And I, I recycle, that doesn't directly affect another person, but well, I think it, I mean, it has an impact on the world if I don't recycle, right? So I think of things like that. But yeah, yes, I think any, anything, if we can think of how an activity um, decreases the harmony in the world around us, then it would apply. So littering, right? If you're littering, if I'm leaving a, a soda bottle in the road, I am making the world a little bit tiny bit a worse place by doing that right because that's somebody what one that looks like trash for anyone that sees it but then eventually somebody's going to pick that up which means somebody has to do something because i'm just leaving my shit around right so in that sense although i can't i may not have a direct connection to another person so it's not like pushing someone down a flight of stairs it's still a more <laughs> indirectly connected and that's that's one thing we can think about is how everything's connected and there's there are connections to other people we're not on islands and it's yes. kind of like um doing good is also it's kind of like your own moral compass like i'm sounding like teenagers i'm sorry um but um set in, in my for my for example for me i boycott chick-fil-a because they donate to anti-LGBTQ plus mm -hmm. um, organizations, and I boycott Papa John's because he won't work his employees enough to be able to provide them with health insurance. Yet he lives in this big old mansion, and it's like I feel like I'm doing good because I'm not giving my dollars to those places. It's probably not having a very big impact on them, but it, it's to me and my moral compass because I know what they're doing. It feels good and right to me to not give them my money and to go elsewhere. So it's also, it's kind of a thing of you, um, the good that you have to do, that you can do is like, you know, to you what feels justified or feels right as long as you know it's not being evil or being a jerk. Right, yeah, I like that a lot. I think we could get caught up in thinking there's a million horrible things happening in the world, I can't do anything, but that's not true. You can do something, right? So we can not eat at Chick-fil-A. Although there's probably many things we're consuming and we're buying that maybe we wouldn't be comfortable with all the processes that brought it to us, but still, you can do something. So I think that is important to think about what we can do rather than focusing on things we can't do. Well, if you try to boycott everything that you do to be boycotted, you might as well just live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But then somebody get mad at you for chopping down the trees to build your cabin. <laughs> yeah, there there'll always be something. But just thinking about what you can do and what's important to you, I think, is good. Have you guys seen the good place? Yes, I was just <laughs> thinking that the good place. It just ended. Everything you do in life gets you points either for the good place or the bad place. So like if you litter, points to the bad place. If you pick up litter, points to the good place. We're and then where you go it's when you die. Yeah. Where you're they don't call it heaven and hell. But my um, the reason I'm saying that is because if you think about that and what's going to get you points in either way, it'll like if you only do things that'll get you in a good place, that's a good good thing to think about, right? I think it's a good like if I'm going to kick my little brother, that's going to give me bad place points. 
so we're not going to do that. If I'm going to go above and beyond and help my little brother, then that's going to give me good points. Yeah, but that also raises the argument <coughs> that I've seen online is if you're only being good because you're thinking of an internal reward, are you really even a good person to begin with? Well, but we don't actually know that that's how it works. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I know, if you I'm have a hard saying, time knowing, yeah, if you're just saying it's an internal and also, um, it's talked about in Buddhism sometimes. I don't want to do something good so people think I'm a good person. I want to do something good because that's what I should do. Yeah. So. You get points like if you really just hate somebody and you don't call them. I don't know. That would be great. No, I don't think that's not addressed. I don't think that's addressed. So. <laughs> What about all the people I didn't stab? That's one thing I do. Is I, I have the things that I do that make me feel like I'm being a better person and making the world a better place. But I don't do it performatively. Like, I have friends that post all the time on Facebook of, look at this article and start doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm already doing X, Y, and Z. I don't need to keep saying on Facebook that I'm doing. I know I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you know my reasons. I'm doing it for the right reasons that I've been educated. I'm not going to keep throwing it on Facebook and saying, "Hey, you need to do this to be a better person." That's just me. So, um, Alicia and I went several times to um, Buddhists volunteer at harvesters. That's not. It didn't have a name. That's not what it was called. That's what I called. <laughs> it. But I would check in on Facebook and say, "Hey, I'm doing this," and I had to ask myself, like. Am I doing that so people think I'm cool? Or am I doing that because we're having Buddhists go to harvesters and nobody's fucking coming and I want people to see that they can come do this? I, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing I you do have to think about. But I, think about but I mean, something like that, I, I used to check in when I was going to the recycling center when I would drop off my recycling. And in my mind, I was just checking in and saying, you know, because I wanted to put it out there you know, just for myself of, this is what I'm up to right now in case anybody's curious, not, hey, I'm doing this thing, which is good for the earth. Well, it's accountability. Yeah, accountability. I've heard about, I don't know if this is a real thing, but I've heard about people who take pictures, selfies, when they give things to the homeless, and I don't know if that's a real thing. I've only seen people say that's really stupid that people do that, but I've never seen anybody never seen do that. that. So I don't know if it's yeah. real. It wouldn't surprise me if it's like a thing like in California. Maybe, I don't know. All right, well, I think we're finished here. So <laughs> I want to thank everyone for coming. Thank you. I've got a donation bowl out there if you feel compelled to donate. If not, that's okay. And um, that's it. I have a guest coming to lead next week, but I will, I will be here as well. So we'll see oh, how that goes. A guest. His name's Tick Tam Koo. Do you know him? Yeah. He's an American Zen monk, and so he's more traditional than me, and that's okay. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.